Hello and welcome to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdslaw. Mr. Birdslaw, how you doing? Good, Adam. How are you? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. How is your How is your Thursday been? It's good. Today's my mom's birthday, actually. Oh, happy birthday, Mama Castor. Great lady. Yep. Great lady. I, you know, I, I do miss her knocking on your door and, and walking in when we're in the middle of, of, of podcasting. I, I do miss that. Do you? Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't believe you, but okay. Your mother is allowed to. Like if Donna were to walk in right now, which she has done, which she has done, but she is not as, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Forceful. Forceful. That's the word. Forceful with her entrance as Mama Castor is. When Mama Castor walks in the room, I can tell she means business. That's a great lady. Well, you know, she needs to tell me something and she needs to tell me something. That's how it goes. Amen. Amen to that. All right. Well, let's bring back a segment that we haven't really done in a while because we've kind of just combined it into everything else that we talk about. Yeah. And that's news and notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Remember news and notes. Only the real ones remember news and notes. Only the, only the OGs remember news and notes. That's a segment. That's a segment. I know. It's like one quick question and deep sleeper. It's in the pantheon of amazing segments. And the first question in the mailbag being from Portland, Oregon. Yep. That is that is that is the hometown of the Base Talk Podcast. Family of podcasts. Portland, Oregon. Wasn't it technically Blue Point, New York? No, 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 no. Nope. Nope. Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Okay. That, 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 is, that is the unquestioned home. Understandable. Unquestioned home. And if our unquestioned home wants to do us a real solid, real solid, they'll give us Damien Lillard. Damien Lillard for Kemba Walker. Who says no? Done. Done. I'll sign the papers tomorrow. I'll I actually. Will pack, I will pack his bags. I'll do the Knicks actually yeah. a favor. I. I. I I will be more than welcome. I'm more than happy to welcome Damian Lillard to New York. I'll show him a. I'll show him a nice, give him a nice tour around the city, take him to all the nice spots. You know, show him Times Square, go see a play. I'll. I'll be. I'll be willing to do that. It, it, it'll cost them nothing. It'll cost them nothing. I'll be the welcoming committee for Damian Lillard. No problem. No problem at all. Yeah, as long as you stop in Salt Lake City and pick up Donovan Mitchell also. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. I'll send the jet. I'll send the jet. We are we, we are a, a multinational media corporation here at the Basin Talk Podcast, and we do have a we do have a jet. So I'll make sure to uh I'll make sure to uh, to make sure the jet does two stops in uh in Salt Lake City and uh in Portland. All right. Well, speaking of player movement, or maybe player movement, maybe not player movement. Devontae Adams and the Green Bay Packers. We have already been, we're in this franchise tag period. And surprisingly, we've seen a lack of franchise tags in this franchise tag period. Yeah, a lot of them do happen later on. But yes, there have been there have been a lack of there's been a lack of tagging that has occurred. But 
I think that's probably just cap reasons and also players not wanting to play on the franchise tag and wanting to get deals done because I feel like the franchise tag, like it's good in a way because it it's a lot of money, but it is only a one-year deal and you're right back at square one kind of proving yourself again. And we can see how the franchise tag can benefit you with Kirk Cousins, where he was able to sign his massive contract extension after her being franchise tagged twice consecutively. And with Allen Robinson. Don't say it, Adam. Oh, don't Sorry. Say it. Oh. <laughs> oh. To our Bears correspondent, Benny Gable. Fuck the Chicago Bears. Fuck them. Continue. Continue. Sorry. I, I, it's, I, get, I get emotional when we talk about 2021 Allen Robinson. Just. Ah, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is that uh, the franchise tag, players probably are more averse to it now. And they want to get more long-term deals done, which is why, like, I mean, obviously time will tell if players like Dalton Schultz will get franchise tagged. Doubt it. But, or like high profile, soon be free agents. Cause that seems to happen like every year. I mean, I know Brandon Sheriff a couple of years or last year, last Joe year. Thune, Joe Thune a couple of years ago got franchise tagged. Yep. Um, but especially with Devonte Adams, who is the highest profile free agent of this class. He is not, it doesn't look like he's going to be franchise tagged. And he hasn't even been talking to the Packers about a contract extension or a contract period. Which is crazy. Crazy. That- you try to keep Aaron Rodgers and you're like, oh, you know what, Devontae Adams, have fun at your new life as a member of the New York Jets. And I can tell you who's smiling ear to ear right now. That's every single wide receiver that's about to be a free agent. Because you're going to have possibly Devontae Adams hitting free agency, they could all sit back, wait for Devontae Adams to set the market for receivers, and boom. There you go. Chris Chris Godwin might be the happiest of the bunch. Chris Godwin better send him a fruit basket. Yeah, I, I had I had Godwin's figure at five for 95. It wouldn't surprise me now with Adams hitting if Godwin were to get over 20. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's 20 million a year. 20 million a year. Yes, correct. So that's so, five years and 100 million. Five years, 100 million. Yep. With, of course, without the guaranteed money, you know, brought into uh, brought into the picture. But yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me one bit if that's a, that's the reported figure for for Godwin. If uh, if Adam signs before him. So I think that the interesting question that revolves around this is. Is it where Adams goes, then Rodgers goes? Because, I mean, Rodgers is being kind of mom in his future and everybody tuned in to Pat McAfee's show. I know that you and Jake talked about this on the Basement Talk podcast, so I'm not going to harp on it too much here. But, I don't know, do you think that wherever Devontae Adams goes has a factor or has an impact on what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? It depends. It really depends on... Where does he go and do they need a quarterback? Like, uh, let's just bring the most logical spot maybe into the mix. Denver? 
Denver is one. Las Vegas is the other. I'm not sure if Vegas would go for the Rodgers-Adams combo. Like, obviously, if you want the opportunity to become relevant like that again, yeah, you bring in Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams. But Devontae Adams would go to Las Vegas, and that's his college quarterback in Derek Carr. So it's not like that Devontae Adams would be walking into an unfamiliar territory. He's played with Carr before. So to, to really answer the question, I think the, the answer to the question is, is it harder to see Rodgers go back to Green Bay without Adams? Yes, it is harder. But is it impossible? No. No, but it, it, it would – like right now I'm very much in the camp that Rodgers goes back to Green Bay, and I'm about 90% sure on that. If there's no Devontae Adams there, I would probably be about 50.1% positive that Rodgers goes back to Green Bay. Yeah, and honestly – the more that I think about it, imagine Pittsburgh with those two guys. Yeah, but they would they just throw away Deontay Johnson? Would they make Deontay Johnson number two receiver? I mean, I mean, what you're signing? The answer is yes, they would. The answer is yes, they would. Yes, they would. The question, the question that you're asking is. Devontae Adams or Deontay Johnson, which is the dumbest question question I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I mean they they would be contenders in the AFC East because they have that defense. They just need a quarterback. And They'd if you could be if you Super could, Bowl contenders, they would be you they would be etching their name on the Lombardi trophy because it would be Rodgers, Najee Harris, and Devontae Adams. And Deontay Johnson. And Deontay Johnson. And Chase Claypool. And Pat Fryermuth. Don't forget, don't forget the Muth. Yeah. They'd be fitting them for rings, like literally. Ah, uh, let's uh, 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 let's 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 school that a little bit. I mean, you still you still have uh, Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, and you still and you still have uh, Patrick Mahomes. Who's stopping that offense? Um, we'll see. <laughs> no, nobody, see? no, no team in the NFL has all stars at. Every position, everybody has a weakness where Buffalo has like weird, like, you know, the running back situation is a bit wonky. Same thing with Kansas city, the Bengals, their weakness is their coaching. You said it, not me. Jake, Jake wouldn't agree, but you said it, not me. And their D and their offensive line. And the Steelers offensive line too. That, That was the one weakness that I would point to is that they're, their offensive line definitely needs work. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, that, oh man, that team would be so good. I pray to God because I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Steelers fans being quiet this year. Really enjoyed it. Who says the Steelers and the Cowboys aren't rivals anymore? Oh, fuck the Steelers. Fuck the Steelers. Fuck everything about them. Not, not at the same level as Giants or, or uh, Commanders or uh, oh God. See, I, I don't even hate the Commanders because they have. Do we even talk? Do we even talk about the Commanders like that rebrand? No idea. 
No, n- n- not a clue. Not a I don't clue. like the name. It's Honestly. terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. And then, of course, the Eagles. Of course, the Eagles. But, yeah, the Steelers. And the 49ers are very close to that, too. Very, 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 very close to that. Very, very close to that. Bills. Bills are close colleagues. I like the Bills. I like the Bills. Because they have my guy. My guy. You remember, Adam, when we were talking about Josh Allen? I told everyone, hey, look at that kid. That kid from Wyoming named Josh Allen. I mean, if well, only I was right about the, the my number one quarterback of that class. Well, if Sam Darnold had Stefan Diggs, then maybe, and a good coaching staff, then maybe he would have been the same quarterback as Josh Allen. The world's smallest violin, Adam. I'm just saying. This Josh Josh Allen makes plays on his own. Man's man's superstar. So does so did Sam Darnold until Adam Gaze beat it out of him. Until he had mono. Well, no, that's not true. Then he came back from mono and torched the Cowboys. But to be fair, in in the year of our Lord 2019, who didn't torch the Cowboys? That's a fair point. That defense was just tragic. Oh it was God. so bad. It actually was the one thing that got Jason Garrett fired. Yep. Yep. It was the one thing that got Jason Garrett fired was that defense. And to that defense, I say, thank you very much. Jason Garrett didn't get fired when they were setting records for the worst defense of all time with when they had Rob Ryan as their defensive coordinator. Fair point. Or wait, Fair point. am I missing it? Am I mixing things up? No, no. No, the worst. No, no, no. Their worst defense of all time was last year. I remember, like, twenty fourteen or fifteen. They had like it was like one no, of their was, worst defenses. It was twenty. Was it twenty sixteen? No, it could have been twenty sixteen. Is twenty sixteen was uh, the Des year? Twenty sixteen was that? No, they or was that 15. a Romo injury year? 2016 was Dak's first year. Oh, that's right. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. That's right. So it was 2015. 2015. Yeah. Because 2014 was Dez. Then 2015 was bad. Was was Romo out 2015, I believe. Yes. Because I remember. And 2016 was the the Cowboys on Thursday Night Football and Kellen Moore. Current offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, was starting a quarterback. Yep, and he almost beat the New York Jets. Uh, Almost, almost. It took a last-second field goal from, was it Nick Falk? Nope, it was Randy Bullock. It was Randy Bullock. Okay, that was the second guy that I had in my head. I said it was either Nick Falk or Randy Bullock. I couldn't think Uh, of who it was. Nick Falk injured? Probably. More than likely, more than likely. And now he's he's a superstar for the New England Patriots. Fuck, do we kick? Well, first, of all, why the fuck do we cut Nick Falk? Also, why the fuck didn't we re-sign Jason Myers? That's the other thing, but that's besides the point. The only, the only fans that I could think of that are haunted by kickers, literally. Maybe, maybe the the next best would probably be the 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 well the St. Louis Rams. Maybe no, the Minnesota Vikings are haunted by kickers. Oh no, Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears. No, well, the Vikings really are haunted by kickers. Uh, the Vikings do, yes, yes. Blair Walsh, mm. Gary Anderson. Okay, sidebar, 
Sidebar for a moment. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I just had a, I had my window open. So I don't know what's picking up. I hope it's not. I just had my wind, my, the window open with wind come from this direction. And then from across the hall, where I assume the door is open, wind come from that direction. And it sounded like someone was trying to break into my room with the way my door just shook. Now, Adam and I, before we came on, we discussed how it is a little bit freaky when the door closes by itself because of the wind. We were discussing how when it happens at like two, three o'clock in the morning, it's a little bit, you know, sus, little sus. That was sus. That scared the shit out of me. I, I'm not even going to lie. Not even going to lie. That scared the absolute shit out of me. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. I did hear it. So I was a little startled. I was like, huh, I wonder what that was. And then I saw you kind of look. And I was like, oh, that must oh, have really oh, been no. something. Oh, oh no. Uh, that, okay. So when I listened to that back, I, I, have, to, I have to see if that, if that picked up. I really hope it did. Cause that was loud. So if I heard that from here on the, cause usually, you know, zoom doesn't pick up everything. So if I heard well, that if from you here, heard it from there, it odds are it picked up on here. Then it must've been really loud. Yes. On your must, end. Must've been, uh, been, been quite loud. Um, so before we started as well, there was some breaking news that I couldn't a hundred percent confirm because I was waiting for confirmation on it. I got confirmation and then some. So I, a source that just texted me saying that Troy Aikman is looking set to leave Fox. And God needed to text back to make sure that, that was correct. And the follow-up text that I got. I Wait, did read you just it. say God? No, I said Fox. Oh, Fox. No, I said Fox. No, no, no. I thought, for a second, I thought you said God needed to text back to see if that oh, was correct. I was like, are you talking about Troy Aikman? Oh, I'm talking about, yeah. Well, Troy is God. Troy is God. Be the same thing. The source was able to confirm to me that, yes, Troy Aikman is indeed leaving Fox. And then the follow-up, which I did not expect, was that it looks like Troy Aikman is going to Monday Night Football and ESPN, which, wow. 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 And and this is just another sidebar. This is not confirmed, not speculating or anything, but Al Michaels' contract is up with, with NBC. There were reports linking him to Amazon because Amazon is getting Thursday Night Football, Prime Video, all, all that. There's also been word about Al Michaels going back to ESPN. If you could have a Monday Night Football team of Al Michaels and Troy Aikman stealing two top guys from two of your competitors, holy shit. Now, if only well, the games would... on Monday Night Football would be good. Well, I think they would be better. They would raise more credibility for Monday Night Football if they have Al Michaels and Troy Aikman. I think so. That. I think because so. Hell yeah. It feels like, I mean, listen, no disrespect to Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick, but it felt like they had a B team going for Monday Night Football where like the, there weren't like too many big names there on the broadcast and, and the games were kind of shitty. Like it seemed like with Alan Chris on Sunday Night Football, that was the prime time slot where that's where the actual, that's like prime time, prime time. 
where you have the great matchups and the NFC East. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> the great matchups of the NFC East. I like that. I like that. Not in the NFC East and the NFC East. And They're the not... NFC East, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but if ESPN gets Al Michaels and Trey Aikman, then we might see a paradigm shift, even though I think that probably NBC would get Mike Tirico, who's been great filling in for Al Michaels. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Tirico. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be Tirico Collinsworth and uh, Catherine Tappen. Yep. Because Michelle, Michelle Tafoya isn't working for NBC anymore either. Yes. Yeah. She's gone. And she is, I believe, I believe she's pursuing a career in, in politics. I believe. I don't know about that, but yeah. That's what I heard. So, that's what I heard. Sideline reporter. I, I, that's what I heard that Matt, Michelle Tafoya is, is going to run for office. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's a hundred percent what I heard. I'm not. I'm not mixing that up with anybody else. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying anything to the contrary, but I, I just I don't know. Can't confirm. Can't confirm that, but I think it's what I heard. It's what I heard. I'm just saying. So I think there might be a paradigm shift between the uh, the prime time slot games going, or the more higher profile games going to Monday Night Football, or having a more of an even split between. Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football. Oh, definitely. We're getting more uh, higher quality matchups. And, I, I'd uh, be very, very curious to see who they who they would bring in. Like it could maybe it could be Greg Olson because they've been they've been really high on him. Uh, Fox has, and it's quite possible that they just elevate Greg Olson because he was doing games during the one o'clock slot with um, with Kevin Burkhart. Burkhart. Yes. SMY's greatest. Love Kevin Burkhart. I love Kevin Burkhart. He's a national treasure. But it's quite possible that what they do is they just put Greg Olson with Joe Buck. That's Fox 425. Then CBS 425 would say the same. Jim Nance and beautiful, beautiful man, Tony Romo himself. Then NBC, you would have uh, Mike Trico, Collinsworth, and then ESPN. You would have Al Michaels. Troy Aikman, and I mean, you probably would put Lewis Riddick still in there because I, I actually like Lewis Riddick a lot. Okay, yeah, I might have been too harsh. I do like Lewis Riddick's analysis. Steve Levy's color or play-by-play sucks, but Lewis Riddick's analysis is actually really good. And Brian Greasy, Brian Greasy's good too. Brian Greasy's yeah. Brian Greasy's all right, but Lewis Lewis Riddick, yeah, he he he's very very good. And then of course the 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 gem of all gems, in the words. Of one King Derrick Henry, Miss Lisa, Miss Lisa Salters. It literally, it's it's the Dottie Pepper of football. The Dottie Pepper? No, not Dottie Pepper. Who? Um, Dolly uh, Doris Burke. Doris Burke. Oh. I was I was just watching golf. I was just watching golf, and Dottie Pepper was on the was on the broadcast. She's she's a she's a golf reporter. Good scratch everything I just said. Doris Burke. Doris Burke. Sweetheart of a woman. Love Doris, and I adore Miss Lisa. All right, then. Yeah. So, I I mean, we could be seeing, you know, we always talk about player movement and what that means for teams, but, you know, this is a serious seismic landscape shift in the world of football broadcasting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I, I don't think it's talked about, you know, enough, but we are. We are media people, so we find it interesting. Yes, we do. But anyway, let's get into what we're going to talk about here. 
and that is uh, values at each position. And also just kind of like a debate on players that we might disagree about. And that will come up naturally because Bert and I never agree on anything. That is 100% correct. Don't you dare forget it. But uh, moving on to the quarterbacks or going into the quarterbacks, some value picks that you can get. And, you know, we talk about this, at least last year, we talked about this as like guys who are in like the, I don't know. Outside the top 12. Yes. Outside the top 12 in like the, like 15 to 20, 21, 22 kind of range. Yeah. I I say for the quarterbacks, it's anything, it's anything. It's not a QB one. So anything that's 12 or below Uh, for the running backs, I say anything that's outside the top 24. So what's a, uh, it's an RB three or, or lower, same with the receivers and for the tight ends, same story. 12 and, and under that's what I, that's what I deem as, as a value. So like, for example, uh, I'm just looking at my own ranks right now. I know Adam's probably looking at the fantasy pros ranks. So I'm sure they'll, they'll be different. Um, my ranks have Jalen hurts at 11. I would deem that as a value given he's 11th, but for this, it would not qualify. Right. Jalen hurts is at 10 by the way, okay. on fantasy pros. All right. So we're, we're, we're pretty even on that. Yep. So, I mean, my first value pick is no bias, maybe bias, kind of bias. Zach Wilson. Depends what they give him in the off season. They, they can't go into next season with just uh, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Insert tight end here. Well, hopefully they resign. Bra- well, hopefully they resign Braxton Barrios. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll sign. I, I think that's pretty likely that they that they resign Braxton Barrios. I mean, if they could get, if they can they get, get Zach Wilson, a Chris Godwin, or a Devontae Adams, yeah, even even an Allen Robinson. Well, while I wouldn't love that for Allen Robinson, yeah, I wouldn't mind that with with Zach. He he needs that that secondary go-to guy. And I, while I like Elijah Moore, I don't know if he is that long-term go-to number one. I think he, he could be a very good number two. I just don't know yet if he translates to being a, an out and out wide receiver one at this level. So I think if you get, if you do get one of those guys, you get a God when you get an Adams, that opens things up completely for Elijah Moore, for Corey Davis, for Zach Wilson, even. Well, also, I think it would be better for Corey Davis because Corey Davis won't be relied upon as a number one receiver. No. Because he's not one. Corey no. Davis is a number three receiver, basically. At least with the Jets, he was a number three receiver. You can put you can put him as your secondary, your secondary outside receiver. Secondary and Elijah Moore in the slot. Bingo. Bingo. And you bring, bring back Braxton Berrios. You have him as your fourth receiver. You draft a couple of receivers. Boom. There's your receiving core done with, with the hope that there's an out-out number one uh, in that team. But, yeah, I mean, I have an optimistic outlook for Zach Wilson. I mean, listen, Do if you? I was drafting. Wow, I had no idea. I mean, listen, if I was drafting today, would I pick – Zach Wilson in like a early double digit round? Probably not. Definitely not. 
But I think that if he does get some weapons in the off season, then I'd be pretty comfortable taking him in on like the 11th round or 12th round. I have Zach Wilson right now as my QB 26. But that's I because think... I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> where, where does, um, where does fantasy pros have him? 22. Sorry, I don't know if you said 22. Yep. All right. So they're higher. They're higher on Wilson than, than I have. I have the 26, but that that's just because I want to see what the Jets do. Like if they were, if they were, if you were to tell me that the Jets are able to get Zach Wilson, Dalton Schultz, and Godwin or Adams, I would be comfortable picking Zach Wilson like the top twenty. I would be comfortable with that. I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would be okay with relying on him in two quarterback formats. Yeah, I would be. And as a late round sort of flyer in 10 or 12 team leagues. Yeah. I, I, I would feel good about that. Okay. Do you have any guys that you can look at that jump off the page of you as values? No, no, I have none here. Absolutely oh. none. I've sorry, Adam. I've come unprepared. I've come completely unprepared um, for me. Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Uh, for me, he is my QB 19. I just think another year with him in new England, Obviously, the concerns about no more Josh McDaniels. Now, of course, the coach in, in, in Las Vegas. New offense for, for Mac Jones to uh, to learn. Concern, sure, fair enough. But I just think another year with New England under Bill Belichick, that's going to really help Mac Jones. And and he was solid for, for portions of the season. Like, he wasn't a guy that really lit the world on fire or anything like that. But in – instances where some players needed you know to to go and rely on mac jones for a spot start in select matchups mac jones was good mac jones mac jones was was solid this is as a rookie pro bowler in year one go into year two i think they'll have a bit more confidence in him patriot pro bowler i mean come on pro bowler he was there he was there he was a pro bowler I, I would expect a nice, a, a solid jump for Mac Jones in year two. I'm not going to say he's going to light the world on fire or anything like that, but as a guy, you could probably take as a top 20 pick. And again, I think it's a very solid two QB option. Yeah. For right now. Yes. Right now. Yes. Honestly, he's been, he was pretty mediocre for most of his rookie season. And it's just because the Patriots just didn't rely on him consistently. Well, I mean, you had that one Buffalo game, but I don't think anybody was really starting him, starting him against Buffalo. No, well, yes, because 0.5 points. He had yeah. 0.5 points in, in that game in, in Buffalo. But that besides that, you know, in the first week of fantasy playoffs, uh, no, second week of fantasy playoffs, he had 7.1 fantasy points. Against who? Against Buffalo. You were not starting Mac Jones against Buffalo. He had seven points against Carolina. He had 7.4 points the first game against the Jets. Um, it, like he had a couple games where it was like, you know, 22.2 against the Jets, Jets the second time. Yep. And he had uh 22.3 against Jacksonville and fantasy championships and uh 21.5 against Tennessee. But, you know, he, he was mediocre. See, I, I disagree. I completely disagree. See, I, I think it just comes down to what our definitions of a successful quarterback start are. 
And for me, if I was starting Mac Jones in a spot as, as cover for someone, I would not be expecting the mood in the stars. Like say, say you started Mac Jones in the gut of the season. Let's just say you started him in week six versus Dallas and he got you 15.8 solid day. I would, I would be very happy with that. I, okay. I wouldn't say very happy. I'd be happy with that. A 17.9 week four against Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Brady. Yeah. 17.9. Fine. Cool. I don't think anybody was starting him then, but if you did, you got a nice turn out of that. Like if you saw him against the Jets, which I, I know people did because it's the goddamn Jets and anybody was a good start against the goddamn Jets. I started him against the Jets and he gave nice 22.2 starting against Cleveland, 19.9. That's good. It really comes down to what your definition of, of satisfactory is. And I mean, for me, anything, he's match, he's matchup dependent. Really? See, I don't, I, I don't think I would say he's matchup dependent either. Or game dependent. I mean, a lot of these games where he did well were blowouts. I mean, I mean, he put up twelve points against Houston. You can't, you can't say that all of his games that were 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 just you know blowouts against shitty teams. He put up twelve points against Houston. I'm sure people got screwed when they started him against Houston. But that wasn't a blowout. It was just against a bad team. He put up nineteen against against uh, Indianapolis. I don't think anyone was saying Indianapolis was a bad team in week 15. No. Okay. I, 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 well, I'm, so, I'm so glad we're having this discussion. What be, Besides the fact that you are a Jets homer and you will be a Jets homer until the day you go to your grave, what is, what's not the appeal with Mac Jones? I don't know. The ceiling, probably. That's probably. Okay, sure. Sure, but yeah. you're drafting you're drafting him in the back end. You're drafting him as a middle of the road QB two tops, and his floor is kind of low too, to be honest. Um, his floor is like twelve points, I would say. But again, you're drafting him not to start him. Like I would not be comfortable with Mac Jones as a starter. I wouldn't. Two QB, I I, I can't, I'd be okay with it, but in single, no way, no, I would not feel good about that at all. I mean, maybe but you're I'm not... drafting him for the upside. Like he's not going to be a guy. Mac Jones is not a starter in in the back end of drafts. He's just he's he's not that guy. But is he a guy that you could draft, hope for the best, and? Maybe he finds that floor. He finds that ceiling more consistently. Yeah, you could have that hope. Absolutely, you can. Well, if I'm going to draft somebody for ceiling, why don't I draft Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance or Tua? What did we see from Trevor Lawrence in year one? Okay, fine. Scratch Trevor Lawrence. And even like, I don't know. I mean, if you're drafting Mac, maybe I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the rankings. Because Mac Jones is at 17 on Fantasy Pros. And that is way too high. That's high. Yeah, it's oh, high. I'm sorry for taking out my anger on you. Oh, you do it all the time. It's okay. I'm mad at the consensus. What's his, like, what's his low on Fantasy Pros? Asking for a friend. His low is 20. Okay. 
Yeah, I think it's fair. I would I I would rank him closer to that twenty mark. When Zach Wilson is at twenty two and he showed arguably more. See, that's crazy. How could you say that? He did more you, with how less. How could you say that? Zach Wilson he did more with less. Zach Wilson was out. Zach Wilson missed games. How could you say that? And he played for the shitty New York Jets. The, pa- the Patriots made the playoffs. Did they really make the playoffs? They made the playoffs. They were barely in the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They were in. They played in a wild card game. That is the playoffs. That's debatable. That, they that played. is the playoffs. That they even played oh, is okay. debatable. Okay, all right. So I'll remember... <laughs> If the Jets make the playoffs, which they're not going to, let's 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 not get crazy now. Let's not get crazy. The Jets are not sniffing the playoffs. Let's let's let's, let's just oh, blood scary thought of proportion. But if the Jets make the playoffs and they lose in the wild card game, I will haunt you. Well, it's because not even that they lost. Say, according to Adam, the Jets didn't make the playoffs because they just made the wild card game. That's not the playoffs. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying oh, that. The- Oh, 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 okay. All right. So now we're changing the narrative. Okay, got it. Got it. Is that what you're doing? Anyway. No. How how am I? You just said that Mac Jones did not make the playoffs when he made the playoffs as in a wild card game. Mac Jones played a wild card playoff game. And you said he did not make the playoffs. Well, he did, but they might as well have not made the playoffs because of how poorly that they played and how they just couldn't do anything. They got shut out. They got absolutely murdered they by the Bills. Murdered. Absolutely. Dallas didn't do anything. Should they have just said, oh, okay, let's just not make the fucking playoffs here. Well, they scored points. Oh, Dallas sucked for a half, for a half of that playoff game. Oh, my God. But that, again, that, that's also Mike McCarthy and just Mike McCarthy being inept. But that, that, that's that's besides the point. We're good. But they were in it to the final seconds. But sure, sure. Yeah, let's. You, you don't even want me to go down that avenue. You don't even want me to go there. But with the Patriots, listen, I enjoyed that game more than anybody. But just because seeing Bill Belichick getting shoved in it in his face, you know, it's great. But you know, whatever. How much of that success was Mac Jones is a game manager. He's what Tom Brady was in his early career. Oh my God. He is. He's a game manager, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not good for fantasy. See, we're judging, but we're judging it though off of, off of his rookie year, his rookie year. And you're you're telling me before we move on to other to other uh, quarterbacks or, or whatnot, you're telling me that we we there is more to go off of with Trevor Lawrence having a bounce back year in year two than Mac Jones from year one to year two. Is that what you're telling me? No. Didn't you just say you'd rather have Trevor Lawrence than 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 Mac Jones? Well, I was just saying, like, as an example of guys that you could pick that could have upside in addition to what Mac Jones. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, I see. I see. Well, what is our industry if not hot takes and speculation? Oh, it's full of hot takes and speculation. Absolutely. But, yeah, I don't know. 
Mac Jones, like, yeah, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the rankings. Oh, the, I completely get it. Completely get it. And I'm, I'm here to tell the people, don't you dare draft Mac Jones with the expectation that he's going to be a starter. We agree on that. You and I absolutely agree on that. Do not draft Mac Jones to be your starter. Because it won't end well. It won't end well. I mean, maybe I'm thinking about this whole thing with value picks the wrong way, where I'm th- I'm looking at guys that you can pick in the later rounds that could end up starting for you at the end of the season. And like it, like if they end up doing well, like will Zach Wilson do that? Eh, there's like a 75, 25% chance that he won't, but you're picking him for the 25% chance that he will. But, and honestly, kind of the, it's a 50, 50 for Mac Jones just because the team around him is better at this point in time. But I don't know, just at this point, you know, you're not really drafting Mac Jones to be a starter. Like, well, like, uh, like we said, and there are guys back here, whether you're drafting for floor or upside that you can find in the later rounds that could end up starting for you either in a pinch or at the end of the season. Sure. We agree on that. Uh, another guy for me, you know, back to old habits, I guess. Derek Carr, he's ranked at 18 on Fantasy Pros. He might be on a new team by the time the 2022 NFL season starts. Don't think so. Josh, but, Josh McDaniels seems to think that he wants Derek Carr as his guy. Yeah, which if, honestly if, I'm fine with. If you can get you can get Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and put him with Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, they almost beat the eventual AFC champions out of the playoffs. It's true. It's true. So uh yeah, I mean Derek Carr has just been quietly pretty solid for <laughs> for his career as a first career in the NFL. Just as a guy for the uh, for the Raiders, whether in Oakland or Las Vegas, and he was pretty solid this year, especially. And it helps that he has a burgeoning target in Hunter Renfro. And also, I mean, I I hesitate to say number one because Darren Waller is his number one. And with a healthy Darren Waller, I mean, he could be so so great heading into twenty twenty two. Yeah, and, and I know he won't qualify, but Darren Waller is one of my favorite tight end value picks. I think the the rebound potential with him is just it's astronomical. It really, really is. Yep. All right. So moving on to running backs. Why don't you go first on this one? Um, okay, so and we should preface this before. Um, we're also I, well, we didn't have to with quarterbacks, so we could just do it now. Um, all of my ranks again are in half PPR. So that's just how I, I am uh, going off of, um, of this, uh, value pick for me. I mean, Adam, you're, you're going to love this one. I'm setting it, fantasy pros to half PPR as well. So perfect. Just so you know. uh, you're going to love this one. It's Michael Carter. Uh, it's Michael Carter. He, well, I have him right now as my RB 30. I think I'm low. 
on him, to be quite yeah. honest. Fantasy Pros has him. That's his worst is 33. Okay. And yeah, his, so I'm not, I'm not too low on him. Um, he's at 26 currently with the ECR. I mean, if you could tell me especially that if, if Tevin Coleman is not going to be back there and they commit to one guy especially, Michael Carter won't be 30. He'll, he'll, he'll be a top 24 guy. I, at least in my ranks, he will be. I mean, here are the guys that he's around. Like, would you rather have James Conner or Michael Carter? Ooh. I have Conner higher. I'll say Conner for now. For now. Would you rather have Miles Sanders or Michael Carter? Carter. Yeah, I'm low on Sanders. I'm low on Sanders. I have Sanders at 31. Devin Singletary or Michael Carter? Carter. This is an interesting one because we don't really know. I don't know if you can give me a complete answer on this, but Travis Etienne or Michael Carter? Carter. Carter. And then, so, okay. So. I'll, I'll rephrase my answer. Okay. If Carter's by himself, Carter, for sure. If Carter's in a committee again, ETN slightly. Even though ETN is going to be. They're both going to be a committee. They're they're both going to be in a committee. Okay. Yeah, it'll just it'll just be which which guy in which committee will I like more? Right. So on Fantasy Pros, the way that goes as far as the numbers with the rankings, twenty five is James Conner. 26 is Michael Carter. 27 is Miles Sanders. 28 is Devin Singletary. And 29 is Travis Etienne. They're, number they're number 30 is Rashad Penny. See, I, I actually like Rashad Penny more than more than Carter if, if, if Penny is going to be the guy in, in Seattle. With Russell Wilson there. With Russell Wilson there. If no Russell Wilson, then, then God help anybody involved with the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. There were some rumors about, I mean, I see this because I follow Jake on Twitter. Uh, rumors about Cordero Patterson signing with the Jets. He could be a value pick. Um, he could be. He could be. I, I just get a little worried that there are going to be people who expect a lot of what happened last year again with Cordero Patterson. And that pushes his value to be a little bit higher. I, just, I Patterson is one of those that screams like big trap pick to me. I mean, he is incredibly valuable for me in PPR. In non-PPR, I don't think you should be touching him with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, I have Patterson at 38, but I think it's more because I don't know where he's at and where he's going to go. He needs to go to a place where I know he's going to be utilized. Like If he were to go back to Atlanta, I would probably push him up a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. He needs to go to a place where I know he's going to do something. But then again, I don't know if I will ever get to a point where I'm going to say Cordero Patterson is a consensus top 30 guy for me. Well, the thing is, he's like, he had 
that really great stretch of last year. And then he just disappeared late in the season. Yes. Which did not help. Mm-mm. No, no. It did I mean, not help. After it really started after uh, the game against Jacksonville, where he had 25.5 uh, fantasy points. And then he had 9.6, 11.9. Oh, whoop, this is in standard in full PPR. Excuse me. Still bad. <laughs> he had 27.5 in full PPR against Jacksonville. He had uh, 12.6 the week after that, and then 13.9, then 4.3, then 8.3, then 7.2, and then 2.2 in week 18, but nobody plays week 18 championships. But if yeah. you do, you're a mad dad. Uh, yeah, right. But I would, yes, it was brutal. It's brutal. I would say, though, that the short term memory of fantasy managers may keep Patterson lower. Because people will remember more that he ended the year shitty. But then again, people are also going to remember how great he was for a bulk of the season. And that could also push him up. So Patterson's one of those guys that I just don't want much part of. Right. But I see see the appeal. I see the appeal. They unseated their big money free agent in Mike Davis. The, the easiest bus call of all time. It's it, it's it's just a shame that I, I didn't see it with Miles Gaskin, but yeah, Mike Davis was the easiest call to be a bust, perhaps of all time. <laughs> it was easy. It was so easy. Like I can't even I can't even take credit for saying that. Oh yeah, I nailed that one because I really didn't. I really didn't. It was so easy. Yes, it was very, very easy. Um, I have another value as a running back. Somebody that actually could have standalone value, even though he could be used as a handcuff, is Daryl Williams. You know, for the inevitable Clyde injury or the fact that he just gets a lot of the goal line work. And it depends on what's going on with the Chiefs offensive coordinator situation. But... Um, I think that Daryl Williams is a guy that you can get for not a lot of draft capital. Like yeah, you're probably picking him in like the back, the back, back end of the draft. Yeah. He's borderline top 50 for me. So that's like as deep as deep can get. And this is a guy that if something were to happen to Clyde, he is an RB two for you. And he was for us. Yeah. Yeah. He has appeal. He has appeal. I see it. I mean, that's more speculative. That's more speculative than what we've talked about before. But I think that with uh, Darrell Williams, like he's still going to get his carries. He's still going to get his work, even if Clyde is healthy. Correct. Correct. He's still going to. Yeah, he'll still get his his fair share. The only issue that I have with Williams necessarily is you need to rely on for him to really return value. You need that Clyde injury. And I don't know in deeper leagues in deeper leagues. I absolutely see it because you may need that guy, you know, that has a touchdown appeal, which Williams will have, but in 10 or 12 team leagues, I would imagine that you're going to have 
three, if not four, better running backs on your roster that you can rely on that'll be a bit more consistent than Darrell Williams will be. But in terms of a guy with upside, yeah, he has upside for sure. Because if Clyde goes down, he's the number one guy for Kansas City Chiefs. And right then and there, just the title alone gets you to be a top 24 option. Yep. And exactly. we've seen Darrell Williams be be good when he when he was the guy. He was basically was I had him ranked when he was the, the starter for Kansas City. He was a top 18 guy for me most weeks. So yeah, I I I absolutely see the upside there, Adam. I do. Yeah, and he had some really good performances. And a lot of that was when uh Clyde was injured, but you know, he was a great option out of the backfield, also. Yes, pretty underratedly. Yeah, he he yes, he was. And he's also he's also the guy they they like to pass catches as well. Uh, catch passes, pack patch passes. <laughs> I thought you said pass catches. I was like, what? I mean, yes, but what? Sure, sure. Yes. <laughs> they they do like him to catch passes out of the backfield as as, as well. Wow. I am tired. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, that was good. That was good. I, I that I gave me a nice chuckle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, do you think that you have anybody else as far as values for running backs, or we can move on to receivers? Uh, we can move on to to receivers. I would say if there's one more guy that I do kind of like for right now, monitor. Chase Edmonds, that would be another guy. And I, I mentioned Rashad Penny as well. All right, cool. So receivers. Um, I will go first. This go ahead. Time. This is a guy that it's not Corey Davis. I, I just saw Corey. My eyes just like immediately shot to Corey Davis. I was like, no. Adam, I'm just letting you know, you take mine, you're dead. Is it Corey Davis? No. Okay. uh, mm, Tough call. I mean, is his last name Davis? No. Okay. I think depending on the quarterback situation that he goes to in free agency, I think I might actually take yours. Because I know how much you love this guy. And how you go to bat for him all the time. Go ahead. Alan Robinson. That wasn't my guy, but yeah. 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 I mean, I have him. I have my, my wide receiver 34 right now, which I think is probably higher than most would have him. Yeah, I could al- it could also be my, my unconditional love for the man also. Your inherent bias towards Alan Robinson? Yes, my inherent bias towards Alan Robinson, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that depending on the uh, quarterback situation, if he goes to a team with a competent quarterback that likes to get him the ball, Alan Robinson could be that guy to have a bounce-back season. Like, this is a weird, this is a weird year for Alan Robinson. Part of it was, like, injuries – Part of it was apathy because I feel like he just did not gel 
with the coaching staff at all. And I think that really factored into it. Agreed. But at this point, if Al Robinson needs a change of scenery, or maybe, you know, um, the new coaching staff with the Bears can help him out. No, no, but, no, no, no. Do not even talk that into fucking existence. Well, listen, was it Matt Nagy or was it the fact that Al Robinson didn't want to be there? Or was it both? Adam. Do not talk that into existence. All right, whatever. No. Alan Robinson, this way. Bears, that way. Different paths. Thank you. No. No mas. Sorry, Ben. Whatever. Sorry, Ben. Either either way, Alan Robinson needs a change of scenery of some sort. Yes. Oh, yes, he does. Anywhere else. But the talent is there. Oh. One-year deal, Alan Robinson, the Dallas Cowboys. You don't have the fucking cap space to do that. You, If Allen Robinson were to sign with the Dallas Cowboys, Adam, I would have an Allen Robinson jersey overnighted for that next podcast. You heard it here first. You know, I think that the Cowboys could probably sign into a contract where the term is just until Michael Gallup comes back. Can they do that? <laughs> they could. <laughs> they definitely could. Because I think that might be a term that they would be worth, that they would be uh, thinking of offering to Allen Robinson. I would love it. I would play with us until Michael Gallup comes back. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. But would I love it? Yes. I. I. I I would love it. Oh, Allen Robinson's going to the Jets. Jake and I are a year too late. We're a year late. I would throw up. I would throw up violently. Can I, can I say my guy now? Yeah. You know who it is. You told me it wasn't Corey Davis. It's not Corey Davis. I only I only talked about him for the entire second half of the goddamn year. Were you on this podcast? <laughs> I might have been. Were you were you here? Were you were you here? Only in spirit. I'm gonna say two words, and you're going to know who this is. Okay. Sun God. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, how could it not be? That beautiful, beautiful man, Amon Ross St. Brown. How could it not be? Yeah. Well, I was. it was funny because when you said, uh, I'm going to say two words, like, are those two words going to be his first and last name? But apparently, well, I guess if you want to count hyphens. No, yeah, no, it's still three words. I love the man. I love the man. But all kidding aside, to me, him being ranked, and this was one that I actually did check with Fantasy Pros. I was very curious. I have him as my wide receiver 25. For him to be ranked at 30 is fucking criminal. It's a crime. That is a crime. I think that's the lion's tax. I, I want to believe that the people who compile these rankings want to rank Amon Ross St. Brown lower so that way they can get him in their leagues. That, that, that's the only logical explanation that I have. Sometimes I think that you do that. Um, see. <sighs> sidebar, sidebar, Adam. 
I just I just lost on a backdoor cover by Valparaiso State. I am furious. I am oh, furious. Oh my god. Ugh. Anyway, um, yeah, I I I struggle to see why what the appeal is with Amon Ross St. Brown being a mid wide receiver three. He should be a low end wide receiver too, in my imagination. Well, how are you going to call out a hive mind of fantasy football writers and say they're all collectively ranking Amon Amon Ross St. Brown low because of their desire to get him in the 10th round? Well, put it this way. I would take Amon Ross St. Brown as high as round eight right now. His worst ranking on Fantasy Pros is 42. Can you believe that? What? Someone hasn't checked their rankings. Seriously, when are you going to get... By the way, have you uh, gotten to that? Have you gotten any feedback or a letter or a letter back about your application to the consensus on Fantasy Pros? Not yet. Not yet. Still waiting on it. They need to check my cred. Ah, I see. Check my cred. But yeah, I'm not on St. Brown for me as wide receiver 30 on fantasy pros, wide receiver 25 for me. That's a five spot difference. I would take him in round eight right now. I, I that is, I feel that comfortable. By the way, I'm on St. Brown there. Have you heard of, I'm, I want to, I want to call this guy out, but have you heard of Craig Phillips? The no FF profit. No, I haven't heard of him. Somebody has him at 50. What? Oh, this guy hasn't updated his rankings. No way. He works for fantasy pros. How could you work? How could you work for a fantasy football publication and not set your rankings? I don't know. That's like working for a gymnastics company and forgetting to set up the balance beam. <laughs> it's true. They're very integral parts of both. It's like working at Yankee Stadium and forgetting to put out the fucking uh, the, the bases. For fuck's sake. Congestion. You have any more for um, for receivers out, or you want to move on to uh, to tight ends? Uh, Michael Thomas. No, I'm just kidding. What are you crazy? Oh big throw up. You only have Michael Thomas. Yes. Um, I mean, I have Michael Thomas at thirty-seven. It's a bit higher than that. I'm going to say bit higher than that. I'll say twenty-eight. Higher than that. Oh. 26? Don't you dare say higher. 25. What? That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. That's a madness. Uh, do I have anybody else? I mean, Jerry Judy. You know, as, uh, as in flux as the Broncos quarterback situation is, Jerry Judy is a great receiver. Especially if he gets traded to a contender or a team with a good quarterback. I'm sorry, a contender? I kind of intentionally said it like that because okay. it's funny. All right. I was going to say, contender, contender. No, I do not have that kind of accent. It only comes out occasionally, but occasionally, not, not like that. Oh, God. Have you ever that seen was... On the Waterfront? It's a ph- phenomenal movie. I have not seen it. I, I I will have to add it to my list. You're the so that's where the line I could have been a contender comes from. 
It comes from that movie. It's with Marlon Brando. It's in black and white. It's like I, a love, I love me some Marlon Brando. Yeah, you like it. <sighs> I'm I'm still I'm still perplexed about Michael Thomas at, at 25. Who's his quarterback? Who who who's throwing the ball? Who? 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 I don't know. Provo's finest. Help me, Lord. Provo's finest, Taysom Hill. Fair. 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 Shout out Provo's Utah. Pro, it's pro never mind. What? Provo. Provo's. Provo, no, it's pro. I said Provo's like a Provo apostrophe S. So it's Provo. Oh, Provo. Provo. Yeah. Provo. Oh, I thought it was Provo. Okay. Provo. Provo. P-R-O-V-O. Provo. 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 Got it. Got it. Anybody who's in the uh, the Provo, Utah area, go, go, go find Adam. Former Cougar. His phone number is beep, and he lives at Please don't do that. <laughs> what are you writing, Greg? His number is start uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. It doesn't even start with a six. No, you're right. It starts with a five. Well, I'm from Long Island. And it has a. It does have a digit. six. And another digit. Then another digit. Another digit. Another digit. Then four more digits after that. It has about 10 digits, give or take. Sometimes eleven. Well, if, if you're the, calling if you, from out of the if you're calling if you from out of the country, country yeah. If yeah. you're calling from out of the country, then yes, it's put a country code in. Then yes. Well, listen. Stop trying to fake give out my phone number. <laughs> Just because I talked about how Taysom Hill is from Provo, or he's Provo. Well, he went to BYU. He's a former Coug. Shout out the Cougs. Yep, go Cougs. You know there are signs like. Across the, like on the streets, it's like welcome to BYU, go Cougs. That's what it says. That's actually hysterical. Go Cougs, yep. go Cougs. It's a serious thing. We love the this stadium is really nice, by the way. Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's like really, really nice. Well, they put they put a lot of money into BYU football. Apparently, I think they redid it a couple of years ago. Like I went there for a game in November. It was like the last home game of the year. And it was, it is very, very nice. Oh, love that. They were playing Idaho State and they fucking murdered them because it's an F, it's like an FCS team. FCS. Yep. Yeah. And Adam, it was over by halftime. Adam, I want, I would like you to know that I have a seven way parlay in right now. And Iowa State were down 15. They have now drawn level with West Virginia. And they're my only leg left that is in somewhat of danger of me and a seven-way parlay hitting. See, this is why I don't gamble. Too much stress. I don't need, it. I don't need any more agenda in my life. And then gambling would just double it. I will go wild if Iowa State win this. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be off by then. So see me cry or scream. <laughs> Well, you should bet on Speedy Claxton getting an NCAA championship ring to go along with his NBA finals ring. Well, if only I could bet on Hofstra basketball in New York. Wasn't bet isn't gambling legal in New York now? Yeah, but you can't bet on uh, New York New York collegiate teams. Really? Yep. You can't bet on 
can't bet on Manhattan. You can't bet on St. John's. You can't bet on Hofstra. You cannot bet on Stony Brook. Interesting. Very. Can you bet on it? Well, I guess you can bet on Rutgers. That's local, but it's in New Jersey. New Jersey. Yep. You can bet on Rutgers. I don't think, I don't even think you can bet on Syracuse. Well, that is in New York. So yeah, I don't think you can bet on Syracuse. Probably not Buffalo either. Nope. Not Buffalo, not Binghamton. Because I, I was looking for Binghamton tonight uh, against Vermont. Go Catamounts. And could not bet on them. Interesting. I did not know that. Well, the more, the more you know, Adam. The more you know. Well, yeah. I mean, Jerry Judy is my guy for value. Just because of the upside. And you're getting him. Like, he's ranked on Fantasy Pros as the wide receiver 34 in half PPR. Like, that's really, that's, I mean, that's kind of right for him, but I think he has the potential to be a top 30 receiver with the right quarterback and the right He system. needs a quarterback. He needs a quarterback bad. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers goes there, like, him and Cortland Sutton. Stop. That would just be. The, the the Jerry Judy dream that a lot of people had would be alive and well. Well, even like if Kenny Pickett goes there, like that would be pretty good for them. Would Pickett make it to them? I don't know. That's true. I think Pickett's going to be gone before then because I think it's going to require a team probably trading up to get over Carolina, who I, I from what I hear, it's looking more and more likely that Carolina are going to go and draft a quarterback. Yeah. Which is oh, Carolina. True, true poetry. Oh, Carolina. Why? Thank you because, for the second round pick. Because their gazillion dollar running back is just not the problem. No, it's it's everything else. It's their yeah. It is everything else. Something tells me that the 2019 coaching uh, coaching change class was kind of a wash. Hey, they still have uh, six more years left to pay Matt Rule. Yeah, at least the Jets got out of Adam Gaze. We knew. We knew that we fucked up after two years. Fair. I don't think the Panthers know that they fucked up yet. No, no. They're still still trying to figure their shit out. But uh, anyway, let's move on to tight ends. Sure. Before we head out here. Uh, we've gone on more tangents than usual in this episode, so. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make the, I'll make this quick with the uh, with the tight ends. Uh, Logan Thomas, for me, I have him as That's my a great one. my tight end thirteen right now. Um, I would not be surprised in the slightest if we get the drafts and Logan Thomas is being discussed as a top twelve tight end. Would not surprise me in the slightest. But who's the quarterback? Taylor Heineke. It would have to be Heineke. Do you think the commanders draft a guy? I would think so. Maybe not in the first round. Maybe not yeah. in the first round, but at some point during this draft, I would expect that the commanders do draft a quarterback at some point. Very, very weird to say. Yes. Well, it's like getting used to the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. But the team the- name is the same. The city changed. The city changed. I think it's easier. Well, I guess the and the Cleveland Guardians. That would be yeah. the closest the closest example. Fair, but I, I like. But it's like I'm also very tempted to, to just say Washington football team or the Washington R words. 
Well, I mean, you can call them whatever you want. Well, one is one is terrible and, and abhorrent. The other one is not their team name anymore. I know. I know. It was terrible to call them the Washington football team. I totally understand. Absolutely. Absolutely terrible. They should have kept it. But it was also equally bad to call them the Washington, what they were called before. Our words. Yeah. Our words. Yeah. Agreed. But yes, uh, Logan Thomas for me is uh, is my sleeper there. All right. Uh, or value, for, whatever the fuck we're calling this. Sleeper value, same difference. Shaw. Uh, Tyler Higby. So one of these days, Tyler Higby is going to oh, capitalize on his value. The trap again. No. One of these days, it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Kendall Blanton. I swear to God, I'm I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. I can say this with absolute certainty that we were thinking the same thing when we were watching the Super Bowl and we saw that Bryson Hopkins had a big day. I thought of you instantaneously. I was like, Bird is probably having a field day. Tight end. Nice. I almost called you. I was like, Bird, can you believe it? Uh, Adam, if you had called me, you would have not understood a single word that was coming out of my mouth. I was speaking gibberish at that moment in time. I, w- I was very excited to see our boy Bryson Hopkins do well in the Super Bowl. What a guy. What a and guy. now he's so, a champion. Now he's a champion, yes. So, to close out the show, let's have a little fun, shall we? Okay. In my ranks, can you tell me We'll, we'll play. We'll play like a little five questions. Five questions. I want the running back nice and the wide receiver nice. Oh boy! So you okay. have five questions. Five questions to guess, and then we're done. Five questions to guess. Five questions to guess. Yes. So five questions for each position, or five questions. Five for questions both? for each position. Okay. So let's start off with running back. Okay. Yep. Okay. Does he play in the AFC or the NFC? It had to be yes or no questions. Have you played 20 questions for God's sake? All right, fine. Oh, I hated doing this when I was on the, this is one of the reasons why I hate the quizitational because I hated this part of it. You're crazy. Where you, you had to name that player. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. Anyway, keep going. Okay. Does he play in the AFC? No. No. Okay. No. Does he play in the Eastern time zone? Yes. Is his team's jersey color? Hold on, let me think about this. Mm. Oh, you're really looking to narrow it down. He's really looking to narrow it down here, ladies and gentlemen. I can see it in his eyes. He is determined. He plays in the Eastern Time Zone. Eastern Time Zone and in the NFC. Right. Is his team's primary primary jersey color red? No. No. So no football commanders. You have one more question and, and then it's time for a guess. Shit. Well, I haven't even gotten that far. So no, you haven't. Do- oh. Does he pl- oh 
Why didn't I ask this? Does he play for a team that you hate? Yes. Ah, that should have been like my second question. It should have been. Or third question. Okay. Now it's time for a guess. It's time for a guess. Is it Wayne Gallman? Oh, oh, Adam, you were so close. You had the team. Wow, I really had the team? No, you didn't. He had his old team. Devontae Booker. Ooh. Devontae Booker is my running back nice. Now, do it with the receivers. Okay. Okay. Yep, you'll get it. At least you should. You, you, you know who this person is. I was afraid I, that it was, it was going to be a rookie, but it's not. I know who Devontae Booker is. Whatever. Never mind. No, 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 no. I know you know, you know who Devontae Booker is. I, but with the running backs, I knew that I did not have a, a rookie in there. With the receivers, I was concerned that a rookie was going to be there. But my wide receiver, Nice, is not a rookie. Okay. All right. Same first question. Does he play in the AFC? Yes. Okay. Does he play for a team that I hate? No. Okay. That's that eliminates a couple. A couple, not a lot, but a couple. <laughs> Three. Uh, does he play in? Hmm. One of the last questions you asked would be very helpful for you right now. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> does he play in the Eastern Time Zone? No. Okay. One of the last questions. Is that three? That's three questions. Three. Okay. Think of your second question that you asked before. It was a great question. It applies here. Think of my second. Wow, I really have a, I really have a terrible memory. You do. I'll give, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give, I'll give it to you because you already asked the question. I'll help you out here. He does play in red. Okay, he does play in red. Oh. Hmm. Primarily red. Oh, is it? See, I have a guess, but I feel like this guess would be too high up. He's actually kind of good a little bit. So this guess might be too high up, but he's the only team I could think of in the AFC that plays in red, like primarily in red. Okay. Well, you have two guesses. Yes. So, yeah. Do you have, is it Byron Pringle? Nope. One more guess. Is it Miko Hardman? Miko Hardman! Wide receiver. Nice. I don't know why. I thought thought Miko Hardman would be too high up. He'd be too good for the receiver. Nice. Oh, he is the wide receiver. Nice. All right. Well, I got close on one. You did. You did. Good job, Adam. Good thing you know I don't. I don't hate the Chiefs. Yes, you do not. You do not hate the Chiefs. I cannot say the same, but I know you do not hate the Chiefs. I almost caught myself overthinking that because it was like a team that plays in red. I was like, well, the Texans wear red occasionally. But no, that's well, I, no. I, I said that, you know, who the person is. I would not expect you to know 
Nico Collins. I. What about Kiki QT? Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave beside me because I want you and I need you. How, how was that rendition? Was that good? Terrible. Terrible? Yeah. I think maybe some other. You need to sign off the show before I start singing again. I'm gonna I'm gonna find someone where I could I could sing a song to. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast. Fans here, you can find all episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. For my co-host Edward Solomon, Adam Castro. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>